0: Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hand this morning. Can you just tell God how good he is? Tell him how good he is. Tell him how mighty. Tell him how mighty he is. jesus father we honor you we thank you we're so privileged to be your children thank you father for in jesus mighty name we have worship amen come on jam your hands together somebody give the lord praise amen all right you can take your seat All right, so um, we started a series last week on the breakthrough. And um, we live at a time where everybody needs a breakthrough. We always need a breakthrough with God. And um, um, I'm just laying the foundation for the first two Sundays. By next Sunday, um, somebody will be coming to minister on career breakthrough. Even though the principles will cover any field. But he's a partner with Deloitte. And God actually promoted him very quickly. His journey in, in, the, in the career, you know, was very fast and we want to look at some, he wants to share some of the principles that um, God showed him in the process. So it's something you want to be around for next Sunday and invite somebody when you are coming. Then the last Sunday we have founder, MD, CEO of Rain Oil, Dr. Gabriel Ogbeche is going to be in the house on the last Sunday. So he's going to share more on the business side of it. So whether you like it or not, this month you will break through in Jesus' name. So, um, for this morning, I'm teaching on the power and the purpose of tithing. The power and the purpose of what? Tithing. Um, I want to encourage that you listen to the message of the first service if you were not in the first service. Even if you were, you you should listen to it. It'll be online to be on YouTube because um, I'm sharing a continuation of what I shared in that service. So, it'll be good for you to get that one as you listen to this one too, because there are two different messages. Praise God. I said praise God. So we're looking at the power and the purpose or the purpose and the power of tithing. Let's go to Genesis 14. The first time tithing was ever mentioned. The first time tithing was ever mentioned. So um, in those days... Um, if you wanted to be richer, you just go to war. That's how they used to get rich those days. If you want to be richer, you just carry your army, carry your people, go and fight somebody else. If you win them, you take all their property, take their cattle, take their children, take anything you want, their property. That's how people got richer. It was a valid and legitimate source of income. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? That was how they made money. Even in Nigeria today, we still have land grabbers. People that go and fight and take land. In case you don't know, they exist. it's a job. And they organize and you pay them. They go and enter somewhere, fight and put their people there. They will sleep in there. Everybody that wants to come and fight there. They fight police. They fight everybody. So, so it was more common that time. It was a legitimate way of living then for you to fight and win. So um, some kings came together and came to fight Sodom and Gomorrah and some other kings. So those kings, about five of them or so, they won... Sodom and Gomorrah. I remember Lot, Abraham's nephew, was living in Sodom and Gomorrah. So, they won those people and they captured all their property. And they even captured Lot and his goods. Everywhere in that chapter, they mentioned goods. They said they, got, they won the people, they took their goods. If You see verse 11. They took their goods, they took Lot, and they took his goods. So, it was a legitimate way of making money. Look at verse 11. Let me see. And they took what? I can't hear you. They did what? They took all the goods. So it was a legend. that's how people prosper. They took your goods. It was not agricultural products. It was anything: gold, silver, uh, bronze, ammunition, shield, cattle. It can include agricultural products, but they were goods. So it wasn't just um, corn and uh, wheat. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? And they even took people because you need manpower. Somebody get what I'm saying? Those days when you have slaves, you are rich. The more slaves you have, the richer you are. So, go back. They took all the goods uh, and their victuals, and they went their way. Verse 12. And they took what? I can't hear you. And they took what? Lot, Abraham's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom. And what? His goods, you see. I thought they were mentioning the goods. They took Lot and they took his own property. Everything they could find. So, along the line, um, Abraham heard of it. So Abraham went, organized 370 or so of his servants. And they went to fight those kings. And they won those kings. And they took back all the goods that the kings stole. And they also took those people's, their own goods. Do you understand? They took what those people took, but also took what did they did not took. That they had taken from other people before. Is it making sense? So, um, I need somebody, volunteer, come. Come, the guy in suits, come you. Yes, you are taking notes, so you know you are following the message. So, this is, so, this is the king that came to fight. Um, I need another volunteer, come. Hope we can see them. I can't hear you. Hope we can see them. The guy in T-shirt, please stand like this. So, he's Sodom and Gomorrah. This is the other five kings. So he came and he took all this guy had and even took the guy, so took him. Took all he had. Now, was this, do you think this is the first time he was taking somebody's things? Please don't speak this English outside here. Oh. <laughs> I'm joking, because somebody can literally go and say, my father said he took in, no, I better go. Don't call. Even if you say that, don't call my name. <laughs> so, this, do you think the first time he was taking somebody's things, this was how this guy has been living. So, he had many other people's things. He has what? Took in. So, he saw one new one. He took in it. And added to the things he had what? Took in. So, Abraham. Pastor Mika, you be Abraham. So, Abraham heard a bit about it. And Abraham now came and fought this guy. And first of all, took back all the things he took from Sodom and Gomorrah. But he also took all the other things... The guy, too, has what? Took in. So this was a lot of money. I'm just going to show you that this was a lot of goods, a lot of property. Thank you, Tukas. <laughs> this was a lot of property. So um, when Abraham now got back from the battle, DJ, give me. He said, and he brought back what? So do you see? This whole thing was about the goods, the goods, the goods. Because one of the things we dealt with in the first service was that some people that argue against tithing, they say things like, oh, Abraham did not pay tithe from his income that he just paid tithe from bad spoil of war. Spoil of war was a major point of people's income. It was a major way of livelihood. And this whole battle in Genesis 14 was about the goods, the goods, the goods. He said, and he brought back what? All the goods. And brought again what? His brother Lot, He also got back his brother Lot And what? His own goods. You see, all about the goods. And the what? The women also. And what? The people. Because then you captured people too. You need slaves. Next verse. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Chadeloma and the kings that were with him at the valley of Shiva, which is king. That means Sodom and Gomorrah is the king that they were rescued, that they helped. So he went to meet Abraham and Ah, thank you. For collecting our things back. Next verse. And who? Melchizedek, king of Salem, did what? Brought forth bread and wine. And he was what? The priest of the most high God. Next verse. It says, and he did what? He blessed him and said what? Blessed be Abraham of the most high God, possessor of the heaven and the earth. Next verse. And blessed be the most high God, which had delivered, what? Thine enemies into your hands. And he said, and Abraham gave him, what? Tithe of how many things? Oh, Again, I, I, I talk in the first service that one joker actually said that tithing has to only be foodstuff. That in the Bible, the people pay tithe only on, with foodstuff that we should be paying tight today with foodstuff. First of all, you can see from this scripture, the first time tithe was mentioned, that it was not foodstuff. And even if it was foodstuff, in this day and age, we cannot continue with foodstuff. It's common sense that you can monetize because we end now in Naira. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? That time, they, are, they, end, they make their money from foodstuff. That was, there was no cash transaction per se. But now that there's cash transaction, you can... And if what he was saying made sense, that means even he too that receives offering should only receive bailey and corn and wheat. But he collects naira for offering, but tight should be corn. So a very stupid thing. I'm surprised at how he arrived at that thought pattern. That's why you should have good family around you. So when you're thinking stupid, they will call you in private and say, that's the way you talk. Eh? You know makes sense. Not talk about me. He said... And he blessed him and he gave him tithes of what? Oh, what did all include? Gold, silver. Those days, rainments was a major part of wealth. Clothes, um, shoes, uh, cattle, uh, uh, ammunition, guns, uh, sword. All, all includes what? Next verse. Very interesting story. Next verse. And the king of Sodom, that's, remember this is the king that they went to fight for, that Abraham rescued. You remember? Please follow the story. This is the king that, of Sodom where they just helped now. And the king of Sodom said unto Abraham, give me the persons, that means give me my citizens back. He says, and take what? So you see that the whole chapter is about goods, goods, goods. He said, give me the, my citizens but you keep all the goods to yourself because, hey, we're even happy that you rescued us. Keep the goods. See what Abraham said. And Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my hand unto the Lord. That means I have sworn the most high possessor of heaven and the earth. Next verse. That I will not take from a tread even to a shoeless, and that I will not take anything that is yours lest thou shouldest say you have made Abraham I don't want you to say that I'm rich because of this thing you gave me. Next verse. Save only that which the young men have eaten. My soldiers that came with me, the things they ate in the time of the battle, I will take that. And the portion of the men which went with me Anna, Echol, Memory, all these guys, their name is difficult. That's whatever they got for themselves, you know, I want them to be paid their money. He said, let them take their portion. He said, but me, I won't. The next verse, so that's where it ends. But basically, saying, me, I won't take anything. And it's interesting that Abraham paid tithe from the money and said, I won't touch the 90%. But you see, that 10% is not my prerogative to dash you. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Because the normal thing would be. Since you don't want to touch it, give the people back their 100%. Abraham said, No. After the battle, I will pay tithe on what we got, but I don't want anything from it, but we pay the tithe because that tithe it doesn't belong to you. It doesn't belong to me. It belongs to the person that actually won the battle. This is important because Abraham could have easily said, I've sworn that I won't touch one dime from this thing. Keep all your money. He said, That 10%, eh? It's not your own. It's not my own. We can't deliberate on that 10%. We can deliberate on the 90%. You can be saying, I dash you, I do dash you, I dash you. We can do that on the 90% that is ours. But that 10%, it's not yours. It's not mine. I, ha- I can't dash you, you can't dash me. We must give it to the owner. That's so profound. That's so profound. There are many people today that want to be administrators of God's tithe. They want to decide for God how they should use it. That there are poor people in my area. Why give it to my church when I have poor people around me? My cousin was sick in the hospital. Let me go. It's not your own. You have no right to help God share his tithe. There's a principle in the Bible called the principle of first mention. Everything you see there represents the core and the essence of that principle. Any other time it is mentioned, it's just an addendum, it's just an addition to the main principle. Every time something is mentioned for the first time, that must be the most respected view of that issue. So we dealt with a lot of things in the first service. Please get first service. I'm trying not to recap everything I said in the first service. So what is the purpose of tithing? Okay, I'm talking, Today I'm teaching on the purpose and the power of tithing. So what is the purpose of tithing? There are three major headings, and under those headings, they have subtitles. So, three major headings. The first one is to test your heart. To test your heart. First major title. The purpose and the power of tithing, number one, is to test your heart. Why do you think that the word tithe is not a word by itself. The word tithe simply means tenth. So, it just means ten percent. So, the word tithe is not a special word. It's not a special word. It just means ten. That's what it means. 10. So, my question to you and to people that argue a lot is that why did Abraham give ten percent? Uh, was it a random number? Because he could have given twelve. He could have given seven. He could have given fifteen. Why ten? Remember, he, did, he wasn't planning to collect anything from that money. He purposefully brought out ten out of the 100 he brought out 10 gave it to God and left the 90 to other people so he he it was not a random number it wasn't just let me settle to God why did he pick 10 specifically and if you know anything about Abraham you know that Abraham doesn't just do things because somebody is just raining no if you see Abraham's life, a lot of things he did, God told him. God told him to leave his father's house. God told him to kill his son. God told him to different things. So, God speaks to Abraham. Abraham was majorly doing things that God asked him to do. You can't carry your son and go and kill him if you are not sure it's God speaking to you. Do you understand? You know, as a believer, there are times you are sure God is telling you something else. Other times, you are not sure what that... Is this God telling me? Does it happen to you? Because if you are looking at me, you don't know what I'm saying. Does it happen to you? There are times... You feel God is telling you to do something, but you're not very sure. Does it happen to you? Eh? And there are also some other times you are very sure this is what God wants you to do. See, you can't go and kill your son, eh? If it's a feeling. You know I have a feeling. You know it. I have a feeling. You can't carry your son. Your only son. When you are 100 years old. For you to carry your only son at 100 years old, God has spoken to you What? Clearly. So Abraham was a guy that had God, so I don't think he arrived at ten percent randomly. Ten percent, ten has always been a covenant number that will cover the things I will mention. That's why till tomorrow, the major finder's fee for anything is usually ten percent. They got to the business world got it from the covenant world. Ten is usually a number of agreement, a number of you know, um, settlement. So most lawyers, most finders, all these things, you see 10%. That's why agency fee, standard agency fee globally is what? 10%. Now in some cases, because of the greed of men and flexibility, you can find it going less if the money is very high or you can find it going higher if the money, the book money is very low. But standard When we were young, there was no discussing it, no matter what it was. It's nowadays that people are becoming flexible. Though when we are young, you you know, even from the beginning, without it being said, that if somebody finds a house for you, their fee is what? 10%. The lawyer that does the legal aspect of that deal, deal, his price is what? 10%. It's fixed. So it was not a random number. And Jacob, his grandson, did the same thing Promise God that when I get to that place and you bless me, I will also give you 10. Why are they coming up with this number 10? Is it just a random number? It could be 7, it could be 12. It wasn't a random number. 10 is usually a number of testing. Like I said, one of the purposes of tithe is to test your heart. That's why you notice a very big argument globally. Because the hearts of men are always tied to money, it's to test. Number 10 is always a number of tests. I believe this is why we have the 10 commandments. Hope you know that there are many more commandments apart from the 10 commandments. I hope you know. There are about 600 and something laws in the Old Testament. There are many laws. Don't carry cloth that is mixed. Don't wear shoes and left leg. They have over 600 and something laws. Why did they single out 10 to be in the 10 commandments? It could have been 7 commandments. Because I mean five commandments, why ten? It's not a random number. It's not a random number. It's always a number of testing. How many virgins were tested in the New Testament? Ten. That's why we got the five wise virgins and the five what? Foolish virgins. It's a number of testing. In Numbers, when God told Israel that these ten times have you tested me or tempted me, it wasn't that the God was counting it and they tempted him ten specific times. What God was saying is that you have, your temptation of me has been completed. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Not that God was counting how many times they tempted him literally. He said these ten times, look at this. Be, be, uh, Yes, because all those men have seen my glory and my miracles which I did in Egypt and and they have tempted me now what? These 10 times. Tempted is tested, same thing. These 10 times. How many times did God test Pharaoh in Egypt? 10 times. How many times, how many days did Daniel say to those people, test us to see if we are better without eating the king's meat. It was 10 days. Daniel 1, 12. Remember, they were all eating certain things, and Daniel and his friends didn't want to eat the meat sacrificed to idols. So they told the man, prove thy servants, I beseech thee. How many days? 10 days. If you know anything about the Bible, you know the Bible doesn't do coincidences. Everything is tied. There's something called numeracy, Theology, where numbers have significance. That's why you will see 40 days, 40 nights consistently. Moses fasted 40 days. Jesus fasted. He wasn't, not that, how are they arriving at 40 days? It's not, it's not a random thing. The Holy Spirit is a thread moving from creation all through. So you will see it. Elijah 40 days, 40, 44 days. It's linked. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Okay. So things like three days after the resurrection, you will see it all through Old Testament. He you sacrifice yourself today and tomorrow. Then the next day, you shall be raised up. They are all linked. Numbers are all linked in scripture. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So that's why you see 12 tribes of Israel. You also see 12 disciples. Then if we go to Revelation, you will see also 12 whatever. So all these things are numbers that are linked. It's not, it's not random numbers. Because 12 represents government in the Bible. 12 represents government of anything. So that's why there was 12 tribes of Israel. There were 12 apostles. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Is this making any sense to you? So please, God is not random. it's not careless. If you look at Revelations 2.10, again, you'll see the number 10 again. Revelations 2.10, it says, for none of those things which thou shalt suffer, it says, behold, the devil still cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried or tested. Same thing, tried or tested. Um, and ye shall be in tribulation for how many days? Ten days. It's not a random thing. Never a random thing. You always see a thread of numbers. Jesus started his ministry at 30. David entered his throne at 30. Joseph's um, prophecy to become prime minister was at 30. It's not a random number. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? I can give you many more. And you will see the thread. It's, you know why? It's the same person that wrote the Bible. It's the same person. It's the Holy Spirit. He just used different people. If you have listened to me preach, especially on relationship a lot, there's a, there are numbers I use for almost anything. And who knows the numbers? Seven. Seven questions wise women ask, seven qualities wise men want. You will see me use seven a lot. Why? Because I'm the same person that wrote the two books. That's why it's holy, the same person that wrote the whole Bible is the Holy Spirit. So you always see 40 days. You will see 12 days. You will see 7 days. You will see 3 days. There are specific numbers, specific ages. So 10 is not a random number, it's a number of testing. And one of the purposes of uh, um, power of the tithing is to test your heart. How does it test your heart? Number one. To see if you will surrender. Whether you will surrender. That's the first thing. For you to give 10% of your money all the time, it is a proof and a sign of surrender. One of the biggest challenges you will have is to surrender your money to God. (laughs) When people give their lives to Christ, one of the areas they give last to Christ is their money. Some people are ready to give their body, ready to give their mouth, ready to raise their hand. Once you reach money, it's tough and it's there in the Bible. How many of you remember the rich young ruler? Mark chapter 10. The guy ran to Jesus and said, Lord, what shall I do? To inherit eternal life. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) I want eternal life. He's dead. Say he ran and he cried. He knelt down. They say he knelt down. A rich young ruler. So imagine who is a I don't know who is a rich young person in our community, you know, that has a Bentley or has a Rolls Royce or you know, a rich young person, ruler of whatever industry he's in. Imagine him run in public and kneel down. And they told him, go and sell all you have. Give to the poor. And follow me. <laughs> he said, it's not that kind of eternal life. <laughs> he says, it's not that kind. Because that's one of the areas people find hard the most to submit. Why are people doing yahoo? It's money. Why are people doing prostitution? It's money. There's nothing God compares with himself like money. See, you, shall not, you, shall either, you can't serve God and mammon. Mammon is money. So, tithing test your heart. If you struggle, see, and why tithe? Why 10%? God is not after your 10%. God is after your 100%. He just wants you to give him 10% as a sign that your 100% is available to him if he needs it. The issue is not about your 10%. That's why if you are arguing about 10%, then we have lost hope on you for the 100. Because where where God is actually going is not 10%. You see, even Abraham that paid tight, he didn't collect the 90. It's always about the rest, not even about the 10. The 10 is a symbol, it's a sign, it's a token. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? When we bring a couple on the altar and they wear rings, the ring is not the wedding. The ring is a token That this woman is married. And this man is married. Do you get what I'm saying? When we bring them here and say you may kiss the bride. It's a token that when you leave here. You will continue kissing the bride. And do what husband and bride should do. Do you understand? All those are tokens. That's what the 10% is. 10% is not the deal. Jesus wants your whole life. Your 100 is where he's going. And there are many people throughout scripture that he collected 100 from. So it's not a strange thing. Like this guy he told. "Say I want everything. Sell everything. Follow me. And it wasn't the first guy he was asking. He, asked, he told Peter the same thing. He said, leave your breakthrough. Peter just got a breakthrough, a net-breaking catch. His boat was sinking. He brought his partner's boat. Their boats were sinking. The net was breaking. Mega breakthrough. And Jesus told him, leave all those things and follow me. So, this, this rich young ruler wasn't the first guy. They were asking for everything. People like Paul and all these people, they all left everything. In fact, Peter reiterated it and said, we have left all. In that same Mark chapter 10, And followed you. So, where God is actually going, you know, in all sincerity, is your hundred. For those people that argue that, eh, but in Acts of the Apostles, they didn't pay tight. The reason is simple. I explained that in the first service. Because they were giving their hundred. They were selling their things and bringing it for the community to use. Do you understand? As long as now, he'll go and sell his land in Amu now, in this church, and bring it. After this week, he's looking with a bad eye. It's just It's just an example. He's just saying, hmm, go, cool down. It's example. After we eat it this week, next week, this guy should bring his own land. Next week, that's how they were eating. They were giving their all. So if anybody's teaching you that you should not pay tithing, it should be only be on the instance that he's telling you to go and bring the hundred. Not that, eat your tithes and be going home. No. The reason they didn't teach so much of tithing then was that they were in a rescue situation. That time, if you were born again, you were like a coup cool plotter. They were being killed and beaten. It's all there in the Bible. They were being flogged for preaching. So you were literally like a refugee for giving your life to Christ. So they were always gathering and breaking bread in houses. They were always gathering and sharing the food among themselves. So whoever had property would go and sell it. They would bring the money and share the food. If someone was already giving his all, how can you be telling him about tithing? He's already giving all. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? They were bringing all their things. Why did they kill Ananias and Sapphira in the Bible? They sold their own land. It was a normal practice. Everybody was doing it turn by turn. It's turn by turn. If you get land, and we don't sell Passemeca land, and we come next Sunday or next week, no land, no food, and all of us know. say you get land. <laughs> we could look at the bros. We'd agree to. Because you know the next thing for you to do? Say, if you're talking about tithing, and you're arguing about 10%, nobody's doing 10%. No real Christian is doing 10%. 10% is a token and a sign that my 90 my year old, Father, if you ever need it, it, is yours. So when he came to Ananess and Safira turned, they said, Then Ginger. Say, We're selling our land next week. He say hey, 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 brother Annie, sister Safi. They were selling our land. A certain man in Ananess and Safira, which was his wife, sold a possession and kept back what? Part of the price. His wife also being private to it. And they, and they brought a certain part and laid it at their They brought just part of it. They pledged this thing. They're they going to sell our possession. We'll bring the money next week. They sold it true. They kept part of it. I don't know how much percent. It might just be a small percent they kept. I don't know. But they kept it and they came to here. The Holy Ghost killed them. Kill. Do you understand what kill is? This, that's New Testament. Some people think that money is not an issue with God. You are joking. The Holy Ghost killed them. Husband first came, lied, died. Some hours later, the wife came, lied, died. If they had children, too, they would have just died. Because they will come, Junior. Did your father keep an empty? No, my daddy. But children, you just know, tell the truth. My daddy kept some part of the money. not tell you, but I tell you. <laughs> they was God save you. Because if that child was somebody you have taught to lie, he too will come there and lie, and he will what? The Holy Ghost killed them. That's your ho- loving God. kill them. Loving Father. Our ah, father is loving God. I cannot curse anybody. Ooh. He killed these ones. He kill these ones. Are you here, somebody? So it's to test your heart, okay? That's the first thing. So whether you are surrendered, whether you will surrender, that means you accept that Jesus is the Lord of your finances. Number two, test it Kind of does in your heart is whether you will be a depender, whether you really depend on God. When people ask me that does a it, it Christian cost when he doesn't pay tight? The answer is absolutely yes. Not that God curses you, God doesn't cost anybody. So that's common knowledge. I don't have to waste time there. God doesn't cost people. Why you are cursed when you do that is because. When you don't tithe, you have unplugged yourself from God's own system of finances. And all that is left to you is this world system. When you are plugged to this world system, this world system is cursed. From Genesis 1 and 2 and 3, where Adam sinned. God did not even cost Adam. God told him the ground is now cursed. God was informing him the repercussion of their action. Not that God cursed them. God didn't even cost Adam and Eve. God doesn't cost people. But he said... Your actions have cursed the earth. Say from now you will sweat to eat. When you don't tithe, all you have left is that operation of the world, and every government of the world is in financial issue. Every, every, America owes like hell. Tax in America is about thirty percent for some people. Thirty. Some are more. Some are slightly less. But thirty. Do you understand what thirty percent is, sir? Lawrence, if you make 100K, okay, 100 million, he's he's thinking the right way. If you make 100 million, it means government will collect 30 million. At 100 million level, it's not even 30%, it's around 40 or 50%. Government will collect 40 million. For those of you watching, if you make 100K, it means government will collect 30K. You know why they're collecting that much and they keep increasing it? They are using a cost system. They will keep needing to collect money from people. Because it's a cost system. They can't survive. They can't sustain. They always have more bills. Every time you remove God from finances, you'll be desperate. Every time you do so. Because it's a part of your life that is a blessing that provides, not the money. So, surrender, depender. When you touch, you're saying, Lord, you know what? I don't depend on my income. I depend on you. That's what your tithing does. Your tithing is a pledge. Yesterday, I saw some people carrying, offloading something in sight. Some grown men, they were loading something on their head. And I said, I almost cried. Just thinking, what's their own view of life? What's their hope? That they will live a better life. What's their hope? You're offloading something. Will you offload more? Will you offload 24 hours to increase your income? I mean, how much increase, naturally speaking, can they have in their income? Those of you that have ever uploaded something, how much they pay per day or per, how do they do it per truck? Eh? How much increase can they have? I almost cried. I said this is why people need God. Because when you're a tither and you make your pledging that you depend on God, part of God's commitment to you is to start opening channels of blessing. I, I don't know how he's going to do it. That's not my job. Even you don't know how he's going to do it. But He was, he's going to do it. You say I depend on you. And the third thing under the testing your heart is whether you will remember. So first one is surrender. Second one is depender, Third one is what? Remember. Part of the test that the tithe does is that do you remember who got you this money? Everybody remembers God when they are in trouble. Only very few remember God when the breakthrough comes. Tithing is the only proof. That you remember where the breakthrough came from. Wherever your heart is, there will your treasures be. Or wherever your treasures are, there will what your heart be. (laughs) That's why money is tied to your heart. If you have investments in ZeniBank, Bank, if all your money is in Zenit Bank, and permit me for using Zenit Bank, just an example. If ever your money in Zenit Bank, and you hear in the news that, crisis rocks Zenith Bank. Are you going to sleep that night? Why? Because wherever your treasures are, that's where your heart is. If you have stocks in Chevron, anytime they show stock exchange or how companies are doing the stock, which company does your eye go to when they show the list? You don't read all the other ones. You don't care about the other ones. It's where your investment is that you want to read. Wherever your treasures are, there will work your heart it's part of the power. So if you don't tithe, your heart has been tested where your heart is. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what you say. It's where your money goes that we know. Jesus said this. Matthew 6 and go. So. so, surrender, um, depender, and what? Remember. When Abraham tithed, see what he said. Wait, see what my like told him. He said, blessed be Abraham of the most high God. He said, and blessed be God who has delivered your enemies into your hand. Listen, this is important. Melchizedek is literally Jesus Christ. You see this in Hebrews 7. I don't want to waste time. We taught all this in the first service. I say You must get first service to understand this service. Melchizedek is Jesus Christ. So, Jesus Christ has been appearing in the Bible throughout, but he couldn't appear as Jesus Christ. In fact, the Bible said Jesus Christ is a lamb that was slain from the beginning, foundation of the world. So, Jesus Christ was from Genesis down to Revelation. But before New Testament, he couldn't appear as Jesus. He was appearing in different forms. So he appeared to Abraham. He appeared, when the three Hebrew boys were thrown into fire, he was the fourth man in the fire. He was appearing. So in, he also appeared to Abraham. As a guy called Melchizedek. They called him king of righteousness, prince of peace. Who is the person we call prince of peace? Jesus. And that would introduce him as. So when he came, he brought two things. Or let me say, two things were on the table when he came. The tithe and the communion. Until today, those two things are the things Jesus deals with. And those two things have the same purpose. Remembrance. Communion and tithes are about remembrance. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Okay. So, Jesus appeared in the form of Melchizedek. Remember, he couldn't come as Jesus until the right time. So, he used to appear as different things. He came as the king of Salem, and brought what? Bread and wine. Again, some jokers say, if we want to tell people to tithe, we must be giving them bread and wine, the way Melchizedek gave bread and wine. And they are ignorant. Of course we give bread and wine. If you come for communion service, what do they give you? I said, we do give you bread and wine. But they thought the bread and wine there is out of hunger. That Abraham was hungry, they fed him. Abraham had 370 or so servants that live in his house. Do you know the accommodation, the estate you will need to have? To have 300 and something married people and they will have children. Abraham was a multi-millionaire. He wasn't poor. Somebody that didn't collect one naira from the 90% of the goods. He was not poor. Wine and oil wasn't, bread and wine wasn't out of hunger. It was for remembrance. And I told you Jesus carried it then in the New Testament last supper. What did he serve? I can't hear you. What did this serve? Bread and wine. It's not a hunger food. You don't eat bread and wine out of hunger. It's a remembrance food. And when he broke the bread and poured the wine, what did he say? He said, do this in what? Remembrance. That's what it's about. It's not a hunger food. If it was last supper and they wanted to groove, Jesus knows how to throw down. Huh? In America, if, if you're on death row and they want to execute you, either by hanging your or electrocution, that day they'll tell you to order your, your, any food you want. And it's a mad practice, but I don't know why. you see, say, you're going to die. We're going to hang you by 4 p.m. today. So in this morning, breakfast, order anything you like. Because you know, normally you used to eat prison food. But that day, they want to kill you. Order anything you like. Some people say, give me McDonald's, burger, and fries, and cheese and ketchup. Some people say, give me steak, give me lobster. They're going to hang you in the 4 p.m. But everybody knows that your last food, at least, should give you joy. If Jesus wanted to have last supper and it was about hunger, uh uh, Jesus had turned water to wine, just multiplied bread and fish, he knows food. If it was last supper, he would order buffalo, ten, alligator, two. He would be ordering food. No, last supper, he brought bread and wine. How is that food? It's for remembrance. He broke it and said, Do this. Remembrance that you are in a covenant. Bread and wine represents covenant. The bread represents your body. You are saying that if I don't keep the covenant, let my body be broken like this. And by the wine, you are saying if I don't keep the covenant, let my blood be shed like this. So there's a reason why Jesus also in Genesis brought bread and wine. There's a reason. It's to remind Abraham who helped him win the battle. And please listen to the facts. There were five kings... There were five kings and Abraham was a civilian and he had 300 and something servants. These guys were not soldiers. They were cleaners, shepherd, uh, cook. That's the people Abraham brought to fight how many kings? I can't hear. How many kings? Five kings! There's no natural way he could have won. So when immediately he won the battle, Jesus appeared and said, Blessed be you, O Abraham, but blessed be God delivered your enemies into your He's Here's the reason you won. I hope you remember. The moment Abraham heard that, the Bible said, Abraham gave him tithes. He didn't even touch 90%. He didn't even eat it after that. But he this 10 I remember her who gave me. Every time you collect a salary and you start spending, you are saying it was you that took yourself to work these 30 days and came back. And may you, may you not go one day and not come back. That's the day you start praying again. Oh God. God said, but I've been taking you for 30 days. You thought it was not not a big deal. You know people that go in Lagos and don't come back. Some people even wake up and they're not healthy enough to go. But it takes you 30 days every day. So every time you earn money, you realize that it wasn't my power and my might. Throughout the Old Testament, you know the warning God was giving them? He kept giving them warning that when you have eaten and you are full, remember the Lord your God. For it is he that, look at this. But you shall what? Remember the Lord your God. For it is he who has given you what? The ability to make wealth. Remember. Because, and, and there, are many, there are many other pastors, but we don't have time to read it. But everywhere, he kept warning them, when you make it, remember. See, people remember you when they don't make it. I mean, pastor, I've passed over 25 years. The pain, most painful part of our job is when people forget you when they make it. It's painful. And you'll be seeing them when they're driving the car that both of you prayed for. They're driving the car that you stood in faith with them for. They're driving the car that you helped them with. And they forget. I'm telling you, I can't count how many you. I know many millionaires in this country that when they, were, when they were poor, they were close to me. One of them shared his own story that he, when he came to church, he came with slippers and short naked. Today, as the last time I saw him, I was a, he was a multi-millionaire. But he doesn't come to church again. So if they forget me as ordinary pastor, I don't want to think about people that forget God. When they make it. When you get comfortable. It's very easy to say who is God. What does God want? Which one is church? Which one is tithes? We don't need tithes. Because comfort has come. David prayed that prayer. That God don't let me be poor so that I won't steal. And don't let me be too rich so that I won't get to the stage where I forget you. Stay in the Bible. So I'm not making it up. So people's problem is that they don't remember. And tithing tests your heart. Will you remember? Every time you... Hey, even they dash you the money. If it's 5K, they dash you. What does your mind go to first? If your mind goes to, Hey, 500 suya, yeah. And that's your God. But if your mind goes to, Oh, I remember it was God that brought it. And your tithe is not just any 10%. It's the first 10%. It has to be the first. Because it's a mark of honor. It's a mark of respect. It's not just... You're not finding God something. It's not your... It's not security guard in your estate. It's not... It's not police at checkpoint. It's not your guy. It's not Agbero at my two that you just find something, squeeze and find for him. No. It's a seed and a sign of honor, the Lord. I remember it was you that brought it. Sit down. I'll preach you. I'll preach my preaching. Leave me alone. I'm just in point one where God tests your heart. But is somebody getting blessed? Oh, as a pastor, people forget me all the time, man. I mean, now, you see, when you pass over, you get hardened. I'm hardened, though. As I love you like this, if you disappear, I won't notice. So. Ah, after 25 years, ah, I don't attach my love to any human being. I love you for now. See, that's why you see some girls or some boys, maybe they are, when they have served you breakfast, many times. If you are dating now, you don't even post the person's picture because you know the, until we marry, I don't post anybody's picture again. You're in a they say, Are you dating? I don't anybody no, I'm free, <laughs> because the last time you've told people you're dating, everybody's asking you where they marry, where they marry. They always serve you breakfast. So when you have gone through a love heartbreak, you're hardened. Until you marry, you are married. So thank you for being here this Sunday. But if you don't come next Sunday, I won't care. I can't because I'll be breaking my heart every week if I do that. Some people that even join church the first day they say, "Pastor, I'm my pastor. I love this church. I love you." That message was for me. I will die here. <laughs> the next Sunday, they won't be around. The next Sunday. They've gone. So I don't attach my mind. If I see you, oh, am happy. If I don't see you, oh, I'm happy. You must be hardened as a pastor. So if they forget me, that is pastor. Is it God they won't forget? Human beings are like that. Once they prosper, they forget. Comfort. Even doctors, they forget doctor. He said, take this medicine. in 30 days. Once you start feeling better, you have not completed the who, dose. Who, who has been guilty of that? <laughs> You see, because it's human nature. So God kept hammering it. And every time you prosper, you make an extra money, you make an increase. If you don't tithe, you're telling God, I don't remember who I got this money. So number one is to test your heart. Number two is to prove God's heart. Number one is to test your heart. Number two is to prove God's heart. Malachi 3. Malachi 3. Popular scripture on tithing. Quickly, quickly, DJ. They're already trying to round me up, but God won't allow. I'm a tighter. <laughs> he said, bring you all the tithes into the storehouse that I might meet in my house. Uh, no doubt that. He said, and prove me what? Do you see this? I didn't write this. He said, bring the tithes into the storehouse that I might meet in my house. And prove me. I, I didn't say this. This is the only place in the Bible God said, prove me. The others he said, just trust me. Obey me, Joe." Believe me, Joe. When he came to money, he knows people like money. He said, test it. Don't just take my word for it. Prove it. And I challenge everybody here that doesn't tithe regularly, start to tithe regularly. You will see the hand of God on your life. And it's not just financially. That's why, when you start thinking like that, you're thinking small. It's not just financially. There's a lot God can do for you beyond money. Not just money. There are some health benefits you get from God that's better than any money. Because if you have money, I don't have the health that we finish. Or you even, you didn't finish it, but you still can't even enjoy it. He said, you can't eat donuts. And you know you spent all your life working to eat donuts. He said, now nah, at this age, you can't eat donuts, You can't eat yam. And that's what you have been working for. For a day, you can't eat yam. Then I say you can't eat it. He said, prove me now, said the Lord of us, if I will not open you, what? The windows of heaven. And pour you out, what? A blessing. There's there should not be room to receive it. So God says, tithing is a way to prove my heart for you. Try me, prove me. I will surely make sure you are blessed. It doesn't mean you'll be a multi-billionaire. No, that's not how things work. But you'll be better off than you have ever been. You will live better than your natural income can sustain. There's a peace that God gives you. There's a protection that God gives you. There's health that God gives you. There's a sound mind. There's a blessing that comes with it. People say, so, so uh, if we don't tithe, you it that we are not blessed? Uh, so why, you know, we are already blessed. So why are we tithing? Again, when you are born again, you are blessed, yes. However, there are manifestations of the blessing that come every time you act in obedience. So for instance, if a Christian doesn't pray, is he blessed or not blessed? He's already blessed. But if you pray, there are benefits that will come from having a prayer life. Somebody get what I'm saying? If a Christian doesn't go to church, does it mean he's no more a Christian? He's still a Christian. But there are benefits to belonging to a church that you will miss. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. If a Christian doesn't read the Bible, does it mean he'll go to hell? No! He's still a Christian. But there are benefits that you will miss from not reading the Bible. Nothing in the Bible is by force. Are you here, somebody? It's just that you are forfeiting something every time you act in disobedience. So it's to prove God's heart of how he bless you. And trust me, God has resources. God has what? Nigeria is too small to stop your dreams. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I said Nigeria is what? Too small to stop your dreams. What are you talking about? When you tie it, your eyes are now on God and your business is with God, not with Nigeria's economy. Told you last week. Stop worrying yourself about dollar going up, this one going up. You are looking at the wrong thing. Your God is the God of the whole earth. He has no problem with dollars. If the lights go up, then telling him to bless you in dollars. Yesterday, one of my sons still came to my house. Yesterday, gave me dollars in thousands. Yesterday, and he was it was it was thankful. He said he knew how he was when he came to DCC. He knew how he was. Just he came out of school, was looking for a job. He went. To, he was going for interview. He, he, he didn't get a job, and I prayed for him. I said they will call you back. And truly, things began to happen. His uncle was posted to the branch where he did the interview. His uncle got there, find out they didn't invite him again after the interview. His uncle brought out his file, they called him. What are the odds? When you start to work with God, things begin to happen. They look like coincidences, but after a while you know that there's somebody pushing me. He's a banker, he had to resign from his job because he was so blessed in his business. He travels around the world. He travels everywhere, UK, Europe. He brought $1,000. So when people tell you testimony and they're giving you evidence, you know it's not uh, I like evidence. Just give me and you know I don't receive Naira like that again now. Um, Naira is sluggish. Who cares about Naira? No, Naira. I don't have business you Naira. So, so it proves God's heart that no matter what you are doing, God can bless you. And you know what? I've checked the real blessed people. They are not the most gifted. They are not the most hardworking. Now it's good to work hard. Don't get me wrong. But when you see the blessing, you always see that the results you are getting, is more than the gift you are putting. It's more than the effort. You too will know. If every time you are working, you are working harder than you are making, you're not you are working in the blessing. When you working in the blessing, you see that okay, I'm walking, but this results. I'm not better than these people, I'm prospering more than. You will always see it. I've seen, this in my life a times. I've seen it in my life a million times. Still in my life, I would have I would have died a hungry pastor if it was left to church members. So. Ah, I for suffer. <laughs> I for suffer. Thank God for the blessing. Because I tithe. Oh, oh, suppose come front pastor, I collect people's tithe. Like, no, no, no. When you tithe, I don't eat it. It has nothing to do with me. It's to the church. The church has its own administration, has its own board, has everything. I, I don't collect your tithe, please. I pay tithe, and their church account is always happy when I pay my, when my own tithe comes. Because it comes in different currencies. They're always happy. <laughs> the account, they're happy when I pay tithe. It comes in no currency. Okay. My account officer, if you give If, 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 my account, if you give out Naira now that we're paying, it. she'll be doing face. Because we don't receive Naira, we don't receive Naira, we we'll receive more in foreign currency. Mm hmm. just want to drop. because some people think I'm preaching this because I want to play your tights. I've done this for 25 years, sir. You have not been paying tight now. If, I, if, 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 if it was you, I wouldn't have died. if you've not been paying. And I've been here 25 years, and I, you can see I'm looking good. Yes, i am mean, not looking good. looking <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh, I'm looking good now. <laughs> so. Then the number three. I have to end now. Number three. So number one is what? It will prove, test your heart. Number two is what? Prove God's heart. Number three is to sustain the church's heart. To sustain the church's heart. Number one is to prove your heart. And to test your heart. Number two is to prove God's heart. Which is to bless you and increase you. And number three is to sustain God's, I mean church's heart. Part of the purpose and the power of tithing is so that the gospel can keep moving. So, in the first service, I showed them an illustration. I don't know how we can do that illustration. Let me use this side this time. So, please, I want everybody on on this front row to stand. So, how did the tithing as a principle enter the law? Now, Abraham tithed before the law. So, Abraham tithed 450 years or so before Moses. So, whenever we're talking about law, we're really not getting our principle of tithing from Deuteronomy and Leviticus and all that. No, Abraham tithed before that. All right, 400 years. Even Jacob, his grandson, also tithed. So they had a culture with God of tithing before Moses. But Moses now adopted the Mosaic law or covenant, now adopted tithing. Now, on what grounds did they adopt tithing? There were 12 tribes of Israel. Now, when there were 12 tribes of Israel, God said, you know what? I don't want 12 of you to be hustling and chasing money. Because God and everything about God is never about you having money. It's never about money. You need to understand. There's nothing God does says about money. It's always about your heart. Always about your focus. Always about your 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 your, your eternity. That's always it's always about with God. Never about your just comfort here. Comfort here is, is too myopic. It's too small. How many years are you living here? So God said there are going to be twelve tribes. I don't want twelve of them to focus on just money. God said, one of the tribes should be priests. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, 11. I knew one more person, Isaac, stand with them. So, he like said, 12 tribes of Israel. God said, you know what? I don't want 12 of you to be chasing money. He said, now will be the tribe of Levi. Her sole tribe will be focused on the spiritual well-being of this rest. So, they said, don't even give her land. They shared land for this ones to farm, to do agriculture, to do cattle, to do business. He said, this one, don't give her land. I want her focused strictly to be on their own spiritual well-being. So he told this other 11, when whatever you make, 10% of it is not your own. You do not touch it. You bring it to her. That's what she used to run her own family and her own tribe. That way she will focus strictly on your well-being. Now, look at these guys. See, God is wise. If these 11 tribes are poor. By default, neka will be what? Poor. Is somebody catching this? Yes, sir. If these 11 tribes are well-to-do, by default, what? So, no need to beef any pastor that is rich. He's rich because somebody has money. Yes. said, sir. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. my Papa. why are pastor taking money from the poor? My brother, who is not taking money from the poor? Even the poor is taking money from the poor. Coca Cola, who are they taking money from? Apple Phone, who are they taking money from? You're having sense, small now, Abby. Instagram, who are they taking money from? All your billionaires are taking money from the poor, sir. I don't want to mention Dangote and the rest. Doing sugar, doing spaghetti. Who are they? Ooh, Satan just stares people to hate pastors. but I told, I told you the first time that whenever any other person makes money, it's a celebration. Except when pastors or churches make money. One young boy can come have 15 baby mamas. Once he makes money or buys a new car, the whole world is happy. If a pastor buys a new car, we're angry. Big brother people, they, they go on Big Brother, show pornography, come out, somebody wins money, the whole country celebrates with them. When uh, uh, Nigeria a footballer goes one young boy dread his hair like Kendrick, Kendrick dread his hair and go and play ball. They'll give you hundred million dollars. The whole country will rejoice with them. That Messi's new signing, Mbappe new signing, hundred million a pastor will come and say, Hey, I just made one million dollars or whatever. Everybody will say, hey! You see satanic. You don't have to worry about NECA. If the 11 tribes are doing well, she will do well. If they are not doing well, you don't have to pray for her. She will also not do well. If I'm pastoring billionaires, I'll be a billionaire. There's no other way around it. You don't have to hate me or like me. You don't have to pray for me or against me. If the, the people I'm pastoring at one time, I mean the level of life I live. When we're all young people, Patrogetro was there. We're all, they were all teenagers. You, I didn't have anything. I didn't even have shoe. Nobody was angry. Because some people are pastoring. I was happy with it. Now I'm pastoring some guys. i not doing bad. You know, yeah, you know, I'm a bad guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you want me to also die? No, 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 no. I'll prosper too. Man. I get what I'm saying? I have people that are millionaires and billionaires that I have raised. So was what, there? I told you last week that somebody gave me $50,000 in January, my birthday. And I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know the person. Church member, I don't know the I've never seen him. $50,000, the driver that brought it. So you're angry. Why are you angry? If somebody gave me $5,000, do you know how much you have? Can a poor person give $5,000? The person lives in Nigeria. You think there's no, no more in Nigeria. You're the one saying so. You have what you say. There's money everywhere I go. I'm a money magnet. I'm a dollar magnet. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Don't worry about Nigerian dollars. There's no more in Nigeria. Why are you looking at Nigeria? The person I brought to my house yesterday, he gets jobs. They call him from everywhere in the world to come and do his service. Everywhere in the world, Europe, Barcelona, Italy, London. He has to resign his job. He had a banking job. He asked him how much was earning in banking. It was a joke. Thirty days of Lagos traffic, and that thing ends in banking. He ends in one day doing what he does. What he ends in a month. The blessing works, guys. Now, how do you convince that guy he should not pay tight? He came to my house to bring dollars to dash me, not tight. One dollar is my own. He came by himself and he stays far from my house. Can you not convince him? He knew how he came to the job. Can you? No matter how much you preach against Titan, he will keep give. Because he knows what's working for him. People listen to that jargon are broke people that never give one naira, Or people that their heart has been lifted up because God has blessed them and they think they don't need God again. You will soon need him. It's a matter of time. So, Titan started by God saying, you know what? 10% of whatever I give to this person, I want this person so focused to be on a spiritual life. Because if two of you hustle, before you know it, your spiritual lives will win. Some people don't know that pastors have a job and churches have a job. Because there are many times in Israel when they say there was no more teaching priests. There was no more priests, no teaching priests. That every, the sin, I don't know if you can find that scripture. The sin in that time was crazy. So this small teaching we teach you every Sunday, this small come to church, it's making it a difference. Tithing sustains the heart. Now, imagine how many of you have a nanny here? You have a child and you have a nanny that's going to check Can I see your hand? Apart from you, I want somebody else. has a nanny. You have two small children. They are all grown. You don't have nanny. I somebody that has, you have nanny, good. So imagine that you call your nanny, you, you left your child at home, you and your wife went to work. You call your nanny, hey, hi, is, uh, what's it, is it your daughter or son? What's her name? Chimamanda. You just call your nanny. Hey, eh, what's your nanny's name? Joy! He say, yes, Oga. How is Chim Chimamanda. Has she eaten? And Joy say, oh, uh, God, I don't know, because right now I'm in uh, But I went to supply zoo. I'm waiting for them to pay me. You see how funny that sounds. How would you like your nanny to have a side hustle? You know what that would mean? That would mean she won't have time to give full attention to your child. You know how many Children have died because the nanny was not watching and the child walked into a swimming pool. If you have never lost a child, you have no clue what it means to lose a child. That's why you think God wants to play games with this child. Some children have died because they picked something to eat, put in their mouth when the nanny was not watching. So imagine your nanny having many side hustles. God, if you, your nanny, deserves... I mean, your child deserves the nanny's full attention. You think your pastor should be hustling. If I'm hustling, you're not coming, pastor, <laughs> I'm in trouble. I I'm in trouble. They are owing me where I am. <laughs> we are fighting now at the depot. They don't want to release my truck. So pray along too as I pray for you. <laughs> Is somebody getting this? There's no way I'm going to stress myself. I have, I have, I have early money appointment, 7 a.m. in the morning. You're calling me in 12 midnight. The pastor, my child is not breathing. I say, look, I have an important meeting. In the morning, it's a business meeting that can change my life. That's what some of you are forcing, you, you are crippling the church's heart when you don't tithe. That's why it's called robbery. You're robbing the church. Robbing yourself too. Because guess what? You need people to reach your children. Oh? It's such a shame that by now we are not competing with Disney with good programming. They are still the one running, out. and that's why now they are putting homosexuals in their movie. Because they own it. They can turn Superman to gay. But if we, if we tithe and the churches have enough money, by now we should have scriptwriters. we have movie producers. Producers producing our own series. Our own children programs. Our own cartoons. But all we have are volunteers. People that they first go to work, then the small time they have, they give us. Imagine somebody as brilliant and as smart as Jethro being full-time. Right now, somebody else is harnessing all his gifts. Somebody get what I'm saying? Yes, see, Mr. Shupo. All these guys are managers in their companies. They're senior people in their companies. Coca-Cola is harnessing Mr. Shupo. <laughs> Harvesting his skills. Imagine if I can tell him, look, no matter what Cook is giving you, I'll give you the same thing or I'll even in- increase it. I need all that your strength for ministry. Tell you the same thing. Whatever they're paying you, the benefits they're giving you in that company, I'll give you. But you see, I, because I can't match them, I will allow him to go and give all his best talents to Cook. Meanwhile, your own child needs somebody to teach him more. But even you don't care, you are robbing the system that should help you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, we need to evangelize children. How are we going to do it? We need people that will dedicate time. How many of you watch Semi Street? Those people dedicate, they, 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 they're not part-time. They dedicated their life to writing those scripts. You know what to write script every day? To act every day? And they're only, they were just teaching morals. We want to teach you spiritual things that will help you change your life. That's what we need. Because the battle is about the young generation. They're already fighting. Satan's already winning. See, big brother, pornography, complete. Complete pornography. And we're We're clapping. Some of us are even contributors. We, we, We sow towards it. We can't take over politics now. We don't have the money. Why can't we take over politics? So when you don't tithe, you cripple God's heart, the church's heart. The AC you're enjoying. is your tithe. I didn't buy it. It's so your tithe. I bought it. So you are eating your tithe. You are robbing yourself too when you don't tithe. So these 12 tribes, this one is a Levite. And her job is to focus on the spiritual wellbeing. She's not worried about any other thing. And she has wife and children and family too. And they all eat on that tithe. And if the tithe from these people are broke, she'll be content with that. But if they are rich... That's why I say, why should they pastor a private, private jet? It must be a clown. A pastor that can have private jet, you, that means there, there are members there that have income that can fly private jets. That's what it means. And there's work that needs to be done. A jet, you think a jet, is, 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 you take his iPhone. Jet, whether you pack it or you're flying it, you are paying. You hire a pilot. Pilot is not a mufu, you're free this afternoon. That's not how they do pilots. Pilots end very high and you are on permanent standby. Think it's a joke. As a joker, we're going to carry a jet and pack it. Whether you're keeping it or you're flying, you're paying. Wherever you're landing, you're paying. Wherever you're taking off your pain, you're gas, you're foiling it. To repair, you, you, after every takeoff and land, you must check it. You don't do it with a, you know, like car. And they hear one sound though. But not the hear. <laughs> if you day off, I hear, the hear one sound. That's the last sound you're going to hear before the trumpet to welcome you in heaven. Now die, you go die. Then they hear one sound for plane. <laughs> so when jokers are mocking at uh, jets, you think it's a joker that can fly a jet. Do you know how many churches Redeem has? There's no way a general overseer can stop in most of those places without it. They can't fly uh, 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 public to do that, to meet that schedule. Eric, I will tell you it flies at 7 a.m. And by 7 p.m. they are see not even answering you. That's what you used to catch go around the world. They have hundreds or thousands of branches all over the world. What is a jet? And because, because you're so materialistic, you're seeing jet as a big thing. For people that really own it, it's a tool. Just a tool to catch up with schedule. They don't sleep inside. Are you here, somebody? So when you don't tithe, you are doing yourself a big service. A big disservice, sorry. Because your children, they will not be reached. It's your own children. While homosexuals are reaching them. The gay agenda is heavily sponsored. That's why if, you, if, you want, if you're on Netflix and you want your movie to go far, you must put gay. They, they, they influence things. They, 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 they fight. Christians are hugging about 10% or 20%. But that's what we're the again. Where God is going is 100% or? 10% is just a sign that I'm available with the 90% if you need it. Somebody get what I'm saying. Thank you, guys. Consider. Can we pray. Bow your heads, everybody. Father, I thank you for everyone that is under my voice. For those that have never tithed before, Lord, I ask that you open their hearts today to the principle and the power of tithing. For those that have been tithing for years, Lord, I ask that from now let them begin to enjoy the benefits of tithing. Let your blessing rest upon what they do. Nigeria will be too small to stop their dreams. Let them be blessed from every angle. Increase them from every side. In the mighty name of Jesus, I decree all the benefits and blessing of the tithe upon every member of this house. In Jesus' name, amen.